All right, people. Episode three, week five in the books. Um, as you can see, only two of us here this week. Jake Jackson, tragically listed on the uh, seven-day disabled list due to uh, a little earache. Jake had a, a little, little bit little of earache. Jake Jake had a little bit of fluid in his ear. So Jake's I, I can't out. I can't put any headphones in. Is that his audio sounded like shit with the headphones anyway? <laughs> but yeah, just uh, me and Nick today, dynamic duo. Um, we have quite a bit of things to talk about this week. Um, Nick, I'll let you decide. Do you think we should start with Gruden? Should we start with our game recaps? Kind of a choose your own adventure here to start out the show. Uh, I guess let's let's go with uh, Urban or not Urban, uh, Gruden because that's like the most popular, you know, yeah, most talked about on. thing. Oh, I'm man. back next week, baby, and I'm kicking all your asses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll see about that, pal. I, I will give Jake credit though; he doesn't have the worst gambling record on the show. We'll, we'll get to that, but yeah, we'll start in Las Vegas. John Gruden, Chucky, quote-unquote resigned. He basically got told to get the fuck out. Um, from Las Vegas, 10-year, $100 million contract, just down the drain. Um, for, let's see, what else? What can you say? Racist, homophobic, misogynistic. Allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> no, yeah. I was gonna say I don't know if it's alleged. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they leaked the actual emails. But yeah, he's out. Those were two uh, Bruce Allen and the uh, team formerly known as the R Words front office at the time in 2011. Um, did you see that the NFLPA is actually petitioning for the NFL to release? They were looking at 650 thousand emails in that investigation and they want every single one of them released. See the the thing about it is is uh the investigation had nothing to do with John Gruden. No, <laughs> at all. Was, it was about like the toxic workplace in Washington. It had yeah, nothing to was, do with Gruden. You remember last year uh Snyder was supposed to uh basically like sell the team, you know, like you got to step down year this awful, you know, sexual harassment, racist, just horrible boss. Uh, and then it got kind of like brushed under to where like nothing happened, right? Yeah. And then they released their reports uh, the Friday before July 4th. So, and July 4th was on a Monday, I believe. So they knew that no one was going to talk about it Saturday because places are closed. No one's going to talk about it Sunday because places are closed. Monday was July 4th. No one's going to talk about it. Or no, I think Sunday was July 4th. And then, yeah. The July 5th, whatever, uh, no one was at work still. So, like, when Tuesday rolls around, it's old news, right? Like, no one really cares. That's when they, like, purposely released it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I kind of think that someone in the Raiders organization almost wanted Gruden out because, dude, like, I mean, the owners are the ones who control yeah. everything in the NFL. And it's like, and why is Gruden getting thrown under the bus when this has nothing to do with John Gruden? It has absolutely nothing to do. That's what I was going to say. I mean, obviously, this shows how much power the owners have because you know 
that Dan Snyder probably had some sort of emails that they found in that investigation that just somehow didn't, those didn't see the light of day, but fucking John Gruden's emails. I mean, they're out everywhere. Yeah. Um, every owner, the emails will never get out by the way, because the owners like, like Jerry Jones, I don't know if he knows how to email, Dude, but if he could, if he, you imagine the shit that he has probably said behind dude, closed doors it's or like all the, all these owners, you know that they're saying like, also like, but why, like, if you're going to say racist stuff, like say it in a, a Snapchat or something like that, where it goes away, not in an email where it's like archived for, for like forever. It's like the, the dumbest thing to do. It's like, okay, yeah, well, first off, like, don't say racist stuff, especially yeah. if you're in a position uh, of power like, as an and NFL owner, prominence, yeah. but like in an email where like literally a, a server is dedicated to saving every like single piece of storage. It's like, it, we're just ridiculous. Old people don't know how to work technology. No. No, it was tough. And uh, so, I mean, he's out. I had never heard of the the interim coach that they're going to have. Never heard of him. Uh, Jay Gruden is staying on as the Raiders strength and conditioning coach. I did see that. Yeah, I heard uh, racism skips a generation. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's just like uh, like the birth or the gender of kids it skips a generation. Yeah, I heard yeah. that too. So, but uh, he's so not now, racist. No, no, of course not. Of course not. But now I feel like the conversation shifts to who is going to take over for him next season, because obviously they're not going to hire somebody mid season. I mean, you have B enemy, you have Joe Brady. I feel like are the two big names. I'm sure. I don't I don't think B enemy would go to the Raiders? You don't because think it's a it's a division rival with the Chiefs. Yeah, but I, I mean, I mean, he very well could, but mm, I mean, actually, but timeout. I actually they might hire B enemy. You know why? You know, well, I, I, yeah, black. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I our, our former coach was talking about lips being like Michelin tires. So we better like hire a black guy. Yeah. You know, like that would hey, be, we're not racist. I mean, I think the B enemy is obviously qualified and would be a good coach, but that would absolutely be a home run of a PR move. If that's what they decided absolutely. to do. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Joe Brady, I don't know. I I've, I'm a big Joe Brady guy. I just isn't he? He's pretty young still, though, isn't he? Isn't yeah. He, I don't even know if he's like in his mid 30s yet. So it's like it was sort of like that Sean McVay thing, where like ah, oh, he's too too young to be the leader of a team right now. But if we don't hire him, someone else is going to get him, yeah. and we're gonna it's going to haunt our uh, franchise for forever. Maybe they I can remember, hire Urban Meyer. They can get him away from Jacksonville. That'd be, I, that'd be nice. I don't think I don't think that. Southeast Missouri State University would hire Urban Meyer. I think he's done after this year. I also didn't think that Missouri State would ever make a big coaching hire, and they have Bobby Petrino as their head coach. I know, which is hilarious because he's – well, the thing is, he's he's been in some, you know, some shit too, so. (laughs) Yeah, he's been in a lot of shit. Dude, he – I know we're getting sidetracked from the Gruden conversation, but he's actually, like, turned the program around. Like, Missouri State football is actually not terrible anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's he's probably. I mean he's the best coach in that conference, I'd imagine. Oh, absolutely. Who who's coaching in who what, else in Missouri is, Valley Conference? FCS, yeah. yeah, yeah, man. But I mean, I so my thing on the Gruden thing, and we can move on after this. But I just it's obviously you can't say shit like that, even if it's ten years ago. You can't say shit like that. It's just tough for me to think he wasn't coaching a team. 
He wasn't working for the league. I mean, he was at ESPN, and ESPN's getting off scot-free because they're like nobody's saying anything about ESPN hiring him at that or having him employed at that point. I mean, I know he said a lot of shit that we didn't know about before the first news of the emails, but it's just kind of tough to fire a dude for something he said 10 years ago when he wasn't even involved at in any length with the league. Yeah. I, I mean, you're right though. Like this was wait. What, when did he get hired? 2018? Yes. Cause I, I don't 17 think he, or 18. Did he coach one season in Oakland and then go to Vegas or did he, I think he started in Vegas. I, if I believe no, correctly. no, this is their this is their second year in Vegas. Uh, this is his fourth year, so what twenty seventeen? Because I think it was so he, one year, one year in Oakland, and then the last year in Oakland, and then last year in Vegas with no fans, and then in Vegas yeah. now with fans. I'm pretty it's sure. Tough. I don't know. I don't. I, I'll be yeah. honest. I don't pay much attention to the Raiders. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't really either. And they're the only team that I would somewhat follow, but. Yeah, it's tough. Well, anything else on that? I mean, it is a fucking wild story. I we were watching Monday Night Football last night, and the, the last thing I expected to see was Schefter's face telling me that yeah. John Gruden just got fired or resigned. Yeah, I didn't. We, I mean, we were watching it together, and it just like out of nowhere, just like, oh wow, like, oh like, whoa, because a lot. I didn't know all that other stuff came out. That's the thing. No, me either. It's wild. Well, speaking of Monday Night Football, we'll go ahead and, and jump into that because I know we have some opinions. Um, it honestly, I was listening to Cowherd this morning and it sounded, it started off like it was going to be a horrible game. And he even said that. He said, this is going to be the most boring game ever. It was 25-9 at one point. Um, Ravens, 25-9 going into the fourth, I believe also. <laughs> Ravens come back, win in overtime, 31-25. Mar Jackson had the game of his life. Just Lamar Jackson's incredible, just fucking insane. He's so good at football. He's so good at throwing the ball. After all the shit people said about him not being able to throw the ball, what is that face? You don't think so? All right, listen. Uh, I'm this year especially. I'm a big Lamar guy. Um, he is currently the runaway MVP, considering he's got like. The twelfth most yards, Jake says Lamar Goat. Yeah, um, he's got like the twelfth most yard, like total yards, like by himself through passing and running. Like, and this and this is like including teams. Um, so without a doubt, the MVP. The thing with like the the passing stuff, though, people are glossing over the fact that the Ravens could not move the ball until an already injured and bad Colts secondary got even more injured. When Xavier Rhodes went out, that's really – they were sort of already playing better, but then after Rhodes was out, it was – they had to play deep zone and for whatever reason, and they were just – I mean, those, the corners sucked on the Colts. They were second and third string uh, cornerbacks. Yeah, I was going to say they were starters like three. Good. Yeah, so, I mean, they're forced to play like a deep zone. It's not – you know, extremely difficult to complete passes, especially when you have all the momentum. And this is what really kind of bothered me. Like your your secondary is terrible, and you're only sending four to rush the passer. Like you got to get some pressure on Lamar so he doesn't have all day to throw. Because I mean, the pressure was okay, but 
send you got to send more than four when you have an awful, awful secondary. Because I mean, it's it doesn't matter how many people you drop back, someone's going to get open. So you might as yeah. well try and get as much pressure as you can. Um, Lamar had was had eighty six percent completion percentage, thirty seven to forty three, eleven point nine yard per yards per attempt, uh, four TDs. I mean, he that, don't get me like he was impressive, but it's not like he went up against this all time great defense. Like it was an already bad secondary that got twice as bad due to injury. So, I mean, context is key. Um, I saw some like the Colts should have won the game regardless, though. I mean, Blankenship dude, doesn't, dude. you know, that you Lego know, set and his hips uh, healthy, they don't lose the game. He went, I Blankenship was two of four on field goals plus a missed extra point. So I mean, you, you knew points. what I had, I was battling mm-hmm. in fantasy on, and I lost. There was, I think, at least two, yeah, two in the extra point. That if you would have hit one of, I would have won the game. I lost literally by 0. 0.2 points in fantasy because of that goggle wearing motherfucker. And that just yeah. pissed me off. But I mean, Carson Wentz, you can't blame Carson Wentz for that loss. I mean, he threw for over 400 yards, two touchdowns. Like, yeah, he was, he had 71.4% completion percentage. His, yeah. his yards per attempt was 16. I mean, because Jonathan Taylor had 116 receiving yards. He yeah. only had 53 on the ground. I mean, he was doing it all. Yeah. Um, the thing, I mean, I'm a, I like Frank Reich as a coach, but uh, numbers don't lie. Yeah. Okay, Jake. Um, <laughs> Frank Reich, I think, played, he played not to lose the game, but he, he didn't yeah. play to win the game. And you notice at halftime, they let Wentz make that throw, remember, to uh, set up a closer field goal. Yep. And then that weird backup punter came in with Naeem Hines. Dude, what yeah, was that? Why the that was fuck is the running back carrying or holding on a field goal? But you got to let Wentz make a play if you know Blankenship's got a, a, a bad hip. So um, that it was a great game. I'm tired of all the Carson Wentz hate. He's not, he's not a top. I don't know. I don't know where he is. QB. There's so many good quarterbacks now, but like, yeah, people, people make it seem like Carson Wentz is this fucking idiotic bum that literally has only throws interceptions. I'm like, he had one bad year the year before last year, he carried arguably the worst roster to the playoffs. And then he got cheap shot by Jadavian Clowney in the back of the head, which somehow wasn't a penalty uh, and got taken out of the playoff <laughs> game. He literally took a backup practice or like a practice squad offensive line practice squad right, uh, wide receivers and a young Miles Sanders to the playoffs with an average at best defense. And like uh, th- that never happened the year before that, when he was outpacing 2017, when he was going to win an MVP, that didn't happen. Just like people only pay attention to 2020 wins. It's just like, yeah, that was his rookie season. He's done nothing since like he's a fine quarterback. Stop acting like Carson Wentz is this idiotic bum with two left feet that can only throw it like 15 yards. Like, I mean, he was a number two overall pick for a reason. Um, he's got zero turnover worthy plays because he's uh, he sucks, you know, right? He's yeah. he turns the ball over all the time. He sucks. He, he can't complete a pass. He's got zero turnover worthy plays according to Pro Football Focus. Zero. Only issue you have with Carson Wentz is the fumbling, but he's also never. He's had a good offensive line one year, which was in 2017. The other offensive lines we're good but they're always injured and this Colts offensive line somehow just sucks I don't know what happened I don't know how either because they've been like dominant in the last like three years Quentin Nelson's out so yeah 
Well, a uh, couple other notes that I had. I, The Ravens, first of all, both quarterbacks threw for career high in passing yards. Um, the Ravens broke their streak that pissed off Vic Fangio last week. They did not rush for 100 yards, so they tied the record of 43 straight games, but they did not break the record, which, I mean, pissed off an entire – I got not even entire coaching staff, just pissed off Vic Fangio for – to not even break the record the next week. Yeah, and Rodrigo I, I, fucking stinks. That's that was my main takeaway. Yeah, I don't understand the uh I've totally just lost my train of thought. I'm you like don't understand to do something. Activity. That's that's all I yeah, know. Yeah, I totally forgot. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, the oh, the Vic Vic fan Vic Bangio. Yeah. Vic Fangio, like I was telling you yesterday that when they played the Jets last year, after the game was over, they weren't going to shake Adam Gaze's hand. He was yeah. like, get the fuck Everybody, off the field. Go to, the, go to the fucking locker room. <laughs> what did what did Adam Gaze do that made you that pissed off? Like, I don't know. That's what I don't. I don't. Know, I, don't I don't get his. I don't get his rage. He seems like he's just salty about everything. But yeah, oh well, his team fucking stinks. Well, they don't stink, but definitely overrated. I don't. Yes, extremely overrated. Well, anything else on Monday Night Football? No Manning cast. That sucked. Yeah. I don't think the, the regular broadcast is bad, but it's just those the Manning broadcast is just so much better. Yeah, I mean, it's just Peyton Manning, baby. I had to change. And Eli. It. Yeah, and Eli. You, won't, you wouldn't have been able to hear it from Jake. It's got to be, got to give Eli some recognition as well. Yep. Oh, understandable. Understandable. Well, uh, we'll also go to my favorite game to watch of the week was the Sunday night game. The Bills, I mean, the scoreline didn't exactly show how dominant they were. Just kicked the fucking shit out of the Chiefs. 38-20 in prime time at home. I mean, Josh Allen threw for over 303 touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes only 272 it's it's crazy that 272 yards is a bad day for Patrick Mahomes but i mean two picks 33 of 54 they held Tyreek to 63 yards no touchdowns Ta- Travis Kelsey to 57 no touchdowns um i don't know man it made me so happy to watch the chiefs just get their asses kicked in prime time and I know that all of like the talking heads on ESPN and FS1 have to dramatize this, but it really did feel like that. After watching that game, I was like, I think that they could do it in the postseason. And I haven't really thought that before. Bills? Yeah. Like, I think that they could take the, the Chiefs even at Arrowhead in the postseason. Yeah, the um, the Bills are the best team in football. I guess we can just combine the Bills and Chiefs talk into like one thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I said this last week. I'm almost positive. I know I said it to you guys privately, but I think I said it on stream that the Bills were going to, at the very least, cover against the Chiefs. I said I think the Bills are going to win. The um, the Chiefs have a lot of issues right now. Um, turnovers. Now everybody wants to attribute the turnovers to Patrick Mahomes, but do you know that? The quarterback with the highest QBR in the NFL is Patrick Mahomes still. Really? Yeah. So aren't the sorry to interrupt you, but aren't the Chiefs tied with the Jags for like the most turnovers in the league? I feel like I saw that somewhere. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. Because that's crazy. Uh, Byron Pringle. You just know with a name like that, you're gonna suck. <laughs> He's uh, gonna stink. 
two games in a row with a fumble. Oh, not a good receiver, by the way. He's like, I guess he's no. their fourth or th- I guess he's their third or fourth, third or fourth receiver. Yeah. Um, stinks. Not good. Clyde head towards nowhere. Not good. Awful <laughs> draft pick. We we cover this every week. Yes, I we, just, yes, we do. Like watching this, watching the Monday night game. It's like they took Clyde head towards nowhere over Jonathan Taylor. Why? That's nuts. It makes Imagine it that made offense no sense. with Jonathan Taylor. Exactly. But the thing is, they could plug in any running back and get the equivalent to what they're getting with uh, Clyde head towards nowhere. Yep. Like they need defensive help. They need wide receiver. I mean, everyone's like, wow, they have so many weapons. It's like, yeah, but one wide receiver has an off day, one tight end, you know, Kelsey has an off day. It's, it's very pedestrian. Um, they just, Frank Clark is not, hasn't really been worth what they gave up trade wise. Mm-hmm. Chris Jones was out. So let's let's not act like the Chiefs were at 100%. I still think the Bills beat them when the Chiefs are at 100%, but let's not act like they yeah. both were fully healthy. You know, Chris Jones, by far away, by far and away, their best defensive player did not play. And, you know, they've been having him play on the outside when he's an interior lineman. Like that, he gets pressure from the interior, not from the outside. Yeah. Um, so they, I'm assuming they're going to move him back. I think they already did, but. Um, they just are sloppy. The Chiefs are Dude, so their def- sloppy. Their defense is just terrible. They, they allowed 436 yards. They're on pace to be the worst defense in NFL history. They're averaging on like for every play, they're giving up seven point yard, seven point one yards per play on defense. That's insane. That's that's per play. Meaning per play. Like, so it's essentially they are not getting. The, it's a first down every, like yeah, every two damn plays. Near, yeah, first down play. and a half. Yeah. So it is a uh, it's not good. Last last note that I would have and this isn't even about the game it's just about Patrick Mahomes it reminded me. I tweeted out the 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 screenshot on our Twitter account. Um but I got what I think might be the worst trade offer in fantasy football history earlier. I'm not going to say who it was by cuz I don't want him to slander me but I was going to – the trade was I would trade away Mahomes for Jalen Hurts and Alexander Madison, the number two running back for the Vikings. He's not a bad running back, but – No, he's not. But not, when Dalvin he, Cook comes back, yeah, I mean, he's, he's not, not going to get over, any carries. He's not playing over Cousin D, no, no doubt about no, it. and he said, well, uh, Jalen Hurts is the number five overall quarterback last year – or this year. And I was like, didn't they score like 19 points against the Panthers? Like they barely scored any points. Yeah, thanks a lot, uh, Panthers. Yeah, fuck Sam, Sam Darnold. Darnold. Yeah, I never want to – a little side note, Jake is in the chat, so he's going to get pissed uh, when we hear – Sam Darnold was a, a fine college quarterback, but I remember everyone was hyping him up about how he is this world-beater quarterback, far and away the best quarterback in college. Um, so I was like, you know, I think he's going to be really good. Watched him at USC his last year there. Through an insane amount of interceptions, had a ton of fumbles. The team wasn't any good. He is from the Southern California area. The main guy who pushed for him was Colin Cowherd. Yep. Colin Cowherd is family friends with the Darnolds. That that's part of the reason why he was drafted so high. Dar- and, and Cowherd can't even defend him anymore because it's impossible to. Darnold is just let's be honest. He's a bridge quarterback. He's not your long – he will never be on a team for more than five years as a starter. Ever. Ever. Even if there's Ever. a fire. So, 
Yeah, anyways, I mean, you're Bills right, are going to win the Super Bowl. Bills are going to win the Super Sam Bowl. Sam is a stud. Oh, I knew it was knew it was fucking coming. It was coming. It was coming. Wrong. This, well, speaking speaking of Jake, um, we will go to probably the game of the week last week. Browns at SoFi getting beat by the Chargers. 47-42. Of course, I had Browns plus two. Probably one of the worst gambling weeks of my career. We'll, we'll talk about it later, but it was just awful. Uh, Herbert went off four tutties, almost 400 yards. Um, I mean, it was just – that was one of those games that you watch, and obviously everyone – no one's really doubting Justin Herbert at this point. I feel like everyone knows that he's a solidified starter and he's probably going to be great, a superstar. But watching that game, it was just like – you think of like the Chargers with Phillip Rivers and going and losing the game in the fourth quarter. There's been multiple games this year where you're like, there's no way in hell. One, they'd be putting up 47. And two, that they would come back and win that game. I mean, Herbert is just fucking phenomenal. Uh, yeah, he is. You know, I... It's it's hard to explain where he is when he, when, you know, where he ranks QB-wise, but like... Man, they uh, he's like maybe the best quarterback in the NFL right now, dude. He he's he definitely like so top good. three at least. He's so the, good. The thing Jake's pissed about the Browns game, talking about running the football. The thing they about, ran. I mean, they ran for over two hundred yards. Yeah. What is he? Oh, with the third and ten. Is that what he's yeah. mad about? But Herbert, what what I think the fascination with Herbert is like now is obviously they're really good, and he was so good as a rookie, but like. People were saying that he wasn't good enough to be drafted in the first round. That he's like he's not a franchise QB. He's a he's not a locker room guy, right? Like he's a weirdo. He's too smart. Just like he had the greatest rookie season ever. He is leading the Chargers to the best record in the AFC. Well, when well the AFC West, but also currently in the AFC. Um, and I know Jake's gonna get pissed at me even saying this, and I know he's gonna like obviously. Overall, Philip Rivers is better than Justin Herbert, career-wise. But Herbert's a better quarterback than uh, Philip Rivers has, ever was. Ooh. I mean, let's be honest. Philip Rivers loses the games that Justin Herbert's currently winning. Absolutely. I swear to God, I'm not kidding when I say this. The Chargers with Philip Rivers had the number one offense in the NFL, the number one defense in the NFL, and didn't make the playoffs that year. That's, yeah. Do you it's know how that's not, even, that. that's not possible? You have the best offense. Statistic wise, you have the best and defense. The best statistics wise, <laughs> and you literally do not make the playoffs. I don't know how that's possible. They also had Anthony Lynn as a head coach that year, I believe, who probably didn't help. But I don't, yeah, I don't you, know if he was or not. But Anthony Lynn has got like the the game management skills of like an, a small infant <laughs> who was born premature. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's just. I mean. It's crazy. Also, the nuts on Staley to they they've went for seven fourth downs this year and converted every single one. Yeah, uh, three for three nuts. last week, seven for seven total. Randy Marsh balls in the fucking uh, I can't think of the word in the South Park episode where he's hauling them in the wheelbarrow. That was mm-hmm. it. Um, another a thing with like the Browns. You know, we need Jake in here to talk about the Browns because he's obviously a yeah. massive Browns fan. Oh, don't worry, his little ear hurts. Yeah. I'm a little sick. I got fluid in my ear. No. Anyways, Baker Mayfield, I think, has lost three NFL games where his team has had over 400 – or no, his team has scored 40 points 
and had zero turnovers, and he's lost three of those games. Where I have, I have a, I have a stat that I wrote down that the Browns are the first team in history, the history of the NFL, to lose a regular season or playoff game when scoring forty plus with five hundred yards and no turnovers. Yeah, they, no they, team has but, ever yeah. done that before. They, um, like I said, the. They've scored 40 points with zero turnovers, and they've lost three games since Baker Mayfield's been the quarterback. Uh, Jake isn't here once again, but are like, are they going to re-sign Baker Mayfield? I feel like they have to, bro. Like, who who else are they going to get? Yeah, I mean, he's definitely serviceable, and you hate to waste this current roster because it's the best in the NFL. It's most talented, probably, on a quarterback that, like, Get rid of Baker. Who do you got? Because this this year's quarterback class. I was gonna say stinks. they're not they're not getting anybody in the draft this year. Spencer, yeah, Spencer Rattler. He's so I good. Knew, the clear number I knew one that pick was good. He got benched by Caleb Williams and didn't um, celebrate the win on yeah, the field. Not not a not a great teammate in my opinion. Uh, there's Malik. Was his I think his name's Malik Cunningham. Willis. No, Malik Willis for that goes to Liberty. Oh yeah, he, and the old Miss QB. I I feel like I get a lot of shit about him. What's his name? Corral. Uh, Corral. Yeah. yeah. Is it Matt Corral? Yeah. Yeah. There's just there's I mean, no Sam like, Howell. Maybe unless they would trade for somebody. Baker Mayfield light. Yeah, but who's <laughs> gonna, who are they going to trade for? Exactly. Sam Donald. Who they could have drafted. <laughs> Teddy. Teddy B. Yeah. Baker's better than both of them. So absolutely. It's I don't know. They're in a they're in a predicament because we say this all the time. Jake says he's uh Jake says he deserves his fifth year option long term. He's not sure. Very reasonable take from a very unreasonable that, person. That is uh, a very reasonable take for Jake. Absolutely. I say it all the time, but man, like I, even though I talked shit on it earlier, you watch that that Ravens Colts game. You got to have a quarterback like Lamar. You got to have a quarterback like Josh Allen. You got to have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the AFC is loaded. At quarterback, you have the young guys coming up. The Joe Buttrow, if he if you know can stay healthy, uh, um, you have Trevor Lawrence. Um, Whack who Jones we'll talk is, about in a second. I don't know how I feel about Whack Jones, but you have Justin Herbert, who for whatever reason I keep like I always forget, like because he's not like the top three right now. It's, I mean yeah. he is, but he's just you're used to saying Josh Allen, Baker, or not Holmes, Josh Allen, Mahomes, and uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Herbert, and then you got uh, – oh, I totally forgot who I was going to say. Um, I'm just I'm trying blanks. to scan through other AFC quarterbacks that would be worthy of that discussion. I mean, I don't – Yeah, I'm just – but I mean, you got to – in the era of the best AFC quarterback depth ever, you got to have a guy who you know is going to be the best player on the field when he yeah. steps on the field or has the potential to be the best player. I don't know if Baker has that. Baker's never had a game like Josh Allen had against the Chiefs. Baker's never had a game like uh, Lamar Jackson had against the Colts last night. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' career speaks for itself. Justin, He's exactly. not doing what Justin Herbert's doing. No. So, like Browns said, might stink? Browns? Yeah, Browns might stink. I don't think they stink. I think they have a tough schedule, but I just think that you have the best roster in the NFL. Don't squander it on a quarterback who you aren't like certain about. Yeah, and it's a lot easier said than done. I know, but it's just rosters it's like this only come around every so often, especially if you're the fucking Cleveland Browns. I mean, let's not <laughs> let's not kid ourselves. So the Browns need to take advantage of it while they can because they've they've suffered for way too long. All right. Well, 
I, I really wish we would have had Jake to, to be here for that, but just couldn't stand to fit a headphone in his ear. Just couldn't. It's too much. It's too much to ask. But uh, so we will go to Nick's rooted interest. Uh, the Jags, 37-19 loss at home against the Titans. Uh, nothing special from Tannehill. Derrick Henry had a monster game, 130 yards, three touchdowns. Um, I didn't really watch a whole lot of it because, you know, it's in that main slate. There's a lot of games going on. But I didn't – from what I saw, which, like I said, isn't a whole lot, I know we have a full page probably more of notes, but I didn't think T-Law did too bad. I mean, he threw a touchdown. He did throw a pick, but – Pick like, was the last play of the game. I mean – Oh, so. I didn't see. I didn't even know that. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. I mean, James Robinson, they're finally feeding him. He had 18 carries, 150 yards, a touchdown, like – I mean, they they have the – I wouldn't say the talent, but if they could get the right play calling and the right offense put in, I think that Trevor Lawrence will make huge leaps by the end of this year. And I know you have plenty of thoughts and opinions on all of that. So, so obviously – So, he's talking about his ears. Swollen on the right ear, damn it. Um, oh, yeah. So, I watched every snap of this game. I, I If I missed a snap, it was like three or four snaps. So, I mean – this is the main takeaway that every Jaguars fan and also overall, it was a terrible. We didn't even mention this in the Browns and uh, Chargers game. Awful refereeing. I mean, and Bills missed, Chiefs. That's it's Bills Chiefs. It was just every every little foul. But and then the other games, they weren't calling anything. Uh, Al, Al Michaels. Really? Yeah. Really? I mean, so and this is what everybody says, which is true. Good teams overcome bad penalty calls well guess what the jags aren't very good so you got to help us out so the very first possession trevor lawrence throws it to dan arnold who is catching the football in air he puts his i think it's his left foot that goes down and he is not turned around he has not made a football move and a defender comes hits the ball with his helmet and it pops out of arnold's arms and Obviously, the Titans pick it up and they run it in, but the whole time it's like, ah, that wasn't a catch. That wasn't a catch. That's what the announcers are saying. Like, you know, didn't make a football move. So then they have the rules uh, analyst come in and said, yeah, um, if this was me, I would, you know, I'd, it's fourth down, um, not a fumble, no football move, didn't have possession. And he's like, yeah, I just I don't see this staying on the field. I think this is going to be a, you know, incomplete pass, fourth down. And then literally, right as soon as he's done with that, the ruling on the field stands. Touchdown Titans. It's like, <laughs> okay, whatever. Jags get the ball, the ball back. Jags score. Trevor Lawrence throws. I believe that was his touchdown pass. Trevor Lawrence threw a touchdown pass to Jacob Hollister, who worries me. Uh, beautiful uh, little touchdown pass to the tight end on the left side of the end zone. Uh, it's very. It's a touch pass. I mean, it's elite, elite uh, touchdown pass. Um, to make it six to seven. This is. They were there was a ghost a ghost pass interference call on Chris Claybrooks who suck he's not good he is just not a good player but like they called a ghost pass interference call on him like when they sacked Ryan Tannehill and it, it would have been the Jags ball but like oh pass interference automatic first down and literally no no way did he affect the receiver's path to the ball or you know to stop the receiver from catching the football literally there was I mean there was nothing there then. The Jags are in the at the twelve yard line. Throws it up to Dan Arnold one on one. It's a jump ball. The receiver 
Dan Arnold's trying to jump up for it. The corner is literally pulling on Arnold's jersey, like pulling him down. And was that the, the, the announcers are like, oh, they're going to call defensive pass interference here, defensive pass interference. He's like, oh, the ref's got his hand on the flag. Yeah, like, hand on the flag. <laughs> and then and then literally he's like this. And then he just like gets it off the flag. Like, wow, I can't believe that they didn't just call that. That was pretty clear and obvious pass interference. Oh, well. So then it's, oh, well. Third, it's third and goal. Trevor Lawrence scrambles into the end zone. Touchdown. They cut it within like five points. It was it would have been 25 to 31. Uh, if they well, 26 to 31 if they make the field goal. Um, and obviously all plays, all scoring plays are reviewed. So they look at it and it's like, oh, maybe his knee was down, but he's also bobbling the football. So he doesn't have possession when his knee touches the ground but then they're like wait that's not his knee that's a shadow black is not the color of that teal like that this yeah like it was literally black it's like plus he didn't have possession the rules analyst comes up on there again yeah there's just not enough to overturn this call here plus it's more clear now that i think it was a touchdown rather than you know he's short of the goal line knee was never really down he was gliding he did sort of lose possession and got it when he was in the end zone it's clearer than it ever was before this is a touchdown the ruling on the field's reversed fourth down it's just like how the there was no clear evidence that he was down what what are those refs what are those refs seeing in those reviews that that flips that call i was the same way i was like what what could they pot what angle could they possibly have seen that this this was made like we're seeing the same angles that they are this is what it is the nfl we're obviously massive fans but Stop acting like it's not at least a little bit rigged. Tennessee is the money-making team currently in the AFC South. They want t- Tennessee to win that division because Carson Wentz is – no one likes him apparently. Uh, so they're going to give the calls to Tennessee. But I'm like, they're already winning. The, the Jags defense c- can't stop Titans. Like, help them out. They're a bad team. Also, you, like, you can't just rig these calls against them. Also, they never return – like – they very rarely reverse the call on the field. It's always, <laughs> oh, there's not enough evidence. Like they never. Well, that that was the thing. And then calls. literally, the, the rules analyst was like, yeah, it's clearer now than it was before. This is a touchdown. And literally, I swear to God, as soon as he's done nope. saying that, it's reversed. It's like, oh my. It's like, like what, what the fuck? What evidence do you have? Like, <laughs> I mean, come on. He's in subway commercials. He's supposed to get like referee, you know, treatment, <laughs> right? He's in subway um, commercials. I mean, what are we doing here? Anyways. Yeah, he had uh, 273 yards passing, um, two total touchdowns. Should have been three total touchdowns, two rushing, one passing. Uh, 70, yeah, 70, 70% completion percentage, 92.1 passer rating, which I think shouldn't – it should be higher than that. The reason it's 92 is because of that last – the interception where, I mean, yeah. there's no time left. You just force it. But um, I'm telling you, man – they have looked so much better week in and week out. They had a lot like, oh, also there was a uh, another, guess what? I'm not surprised. Tannehill gets sacked. As it's sacked, the ball comes loose. But it goes forward, right? But his arm was moving backward, and the ball goes forward. And it was like pretty – I personally don't think it was a fumble, but every like body I've seen talk about it thinks that it's a fumble. Like, And, of course, they don't call it a fumble. Fourth down or third down, whatever it is. And then I think they somehow convert the fourth down or something like that. And it's just like, this is the thing. Like I said, referee, like good teams overcome poor officiating. The Jags aren't a good team, especially when calls blatantly go against them that are just like so obviously wrong. You got, you got to help us out. 
Um, and still the Jags need all the help they can get. So, like I said, I'm, I'm long-winded on this because I'm probably the biggest Jaguars fan on the face of the earth. Um, you are definitely – I mean, you – yeah, I would agree. So, the play after Trevor Lawrence's touchdown gets called back, they add a shotgun, the same thing that happened last week. They do a little run to the right, but this time Trevor Lawrence pitched it to Carlos Hyde. Not James Robinson, who was averaging not their nine starting yards. running back. Yeah, nine yards a carry. Uh, Carlos Hyde, and he gets stuffed. Well, I mean, he does, it was like a minus ten yard run. Like it, you know, TFL. Um, it wasn't good. This is the thing. You got to have James Robinson in that situation. Maybe the same thing would have happened, but James Robinson is playing like a least... top five running back in the league when he gets carries. He also only had yeah. six carries in the second half. He had twelve. In the first half, six in the second half. Shouldn't, you know, he's a strong, he's a bell cow back. Give him 20 carries a game. He can handle it. Um, Urban said that he didn't change the bevel call because, you know, bevel's calling the plays up top in the booth. Urban hears it on the piece, but he didn't, you know, he's like, ah, I didn't want to change it. I didn't decide to. I mean, I have veto power to basically change the play. Yeah, do but whatever I, I want. But, at the press conference. This is this is really where things go sour for my Jags. Urban goes up there and talks about it. He says, once again, same thing he said last week, Trevor's not comfortable with the QB sneak. They they've had no time to talk to each other, you know, after the game. When Trevor Lawrence goes up to the podium to talk about the postgame, they asked him about, you know, doing a QB sneak, asked him if he's comfortable with it. They didn't say anything about Urban Meyer, I don't think, or anything like that. And he said, yeah, I'm comfortable with it. You know, we've done it in practice a few like a few times. Obviously, I've never done it in a game, but like I'm comfortable with being on the center doing a QB sneak at the half yard line. Like cuz that's two two times in a row where they went for it on fourth down at the yeah. half yard line and have not got it because they won't run a QB sneak. So, and I, he just contradicted I, everything Urban said. I was listening to which I don't know this could be wrong, but I was listening to part of my take the other day and they said that Urban went out and was like, you know, we're just so desperate for a win. Like, we are so desperate. We will do anything to get a win. We are just so – he kept saying desperate, desperate, desperate. And then Trevor came out for his for his press conference and said, you know, we just can't get desperate. We just got to stay calm. And it was like these two are yeah, that's co- what I'm, that's literally different pages. I'm, that was my – literally on my notes, that was literally what was next, talking about yeah. how they're just <laughs> – and they're just – they're just I don't from what Urban's getting shit on by the media like bad. They're saying like he's bad. not putting in the hours. He wants it to be like college. Um, he's trying to make it a college thing. Uh, I could talk for I need to just be a Jaguars podcast because I could talk about this forever. Urban we'll have a Jags a Jags segment and just block off thirty minutes just for Jags talk. Do you know what Urban said yesterday about his offense? What is what he wants like, as a goal for his offense? No, I'm very intrigued. 200 the average 250 passing yards a game not that difficult and 250 uh-huh. rushing yards a game eh, that one might be a little difficult that if you did that you would be the greatest offense in the history of the nfl <laughs> yeah it wouldn't be close that's, that's wouldn't uh, be very close. high standards i for think you, i think like the best rushing offense of all time average like 100 like seven like 190 or something like that as an average you know throughout the season he wants to average 250 
And you know, he just doesn't think about shit like before he says that. Like, he's not thinking, oh, that's never been done before. He just like thinks he wants 250, 250. So he's just going to say it. Yeah. And then, I mean, let's be in the modern NFL, you're looking at like 300 to like 150, like every week. Like, that's a, if you average that, you are a great offense. You are an elite offense because 300 passing yards is a lot easier to get than 250 rushing yards, especially in today's NFL. Um, Urban, I was excited for you. I'll be honest, I don't think it's working out. I think he's just this is the thing with Urban being the head coach. There, are we going to get are the Jaguars going to get an elite offensive coordinator with Urban Myers, the head coach? What elite offensive coordinator is coming to Jacksonville knowing Urban Myers, their head coach? And where are the elite coordinators right now? That's Brian Dable, right now it's Joe Brady, right now it's Eric Bienemy. I want Brian Dable, and I just Urban's not fit for the NFL. I thought he might be. I mean, the Jags are getting better. Part of that's because Trevor Lawrence is just continually getting better. He's making yeah. elite throws. He's understanding defenses more. But it's not working out, Urban. It's okay. You're not Jimmy Johnson. You're Steve Spurrier. And I honestly think now, after all the shit with him at the bar, like I don't think that many big college programs would hire him. Like after this year, I don't like he USC's not going to reach out to him after that. I mean, I don't know where, unless he wants to start low and build himself back up again, I don't think he's going to get like a huge power five job. Yeah. I don't think he's done. Which, I mean, he doesn't like, I know he loves coaching, but like he doesn't need to coach. Like he could be done and like, he's not going to be scraping pennies. Like he'll be fine. Yeah. It's these loaded. Yeah, Plus, he had the yeah. Fox. The Fox, he didn't need the head coaching job. The reason oh. he took the head coaching job is because him and Con, uh, the owner, are good buddies. Um, he's from the Jack, well, loved the Jacksonville area. When he, he was probably just bored. Like, well, also, he's had a man crush on Trevor Lawrence since, yeah, Trevor Lawrence was in high school. Like, he is, he came out and said that Trevor Lawrence is the greatest college quarterback of all. This is before he even got close to being the Jags. Yeah, job. Trevor Lawrence, the greatest quarterback, college quarterback ever. Um, just in love with Trevor Lawrence. That's why he took that job. Yeah, absolutely. Which, I mean, if you're going to take any job, like getting that sort of draft prospect is like, why would I not? You know, at least you got to at least mm-hmm. give it a shot. All right, man. Well, anything else before we move on to our final topic? Then we'll get into some power rankings. No, I mean, I just, I Who think do the Jags could, have next week Miami in London. Oh, is it in, to, uh, to a turn the ball stadium? Over. Yeah. I think so, uh, because I think the cons own that stadium. The t- I think they pl- I think they play at a stadium that Tony or not Tony well Tony Khan but Shad Khan yeah. owns. The they might the they might have I don't know I feel like I would know that because that's my soccer team that I follow in the Premier I don't League. Know. He, I, the cons own a lot of a lot of sports teams. Yeah, I might have I might have already said this on one of the other shows, but they like made that stadium with the intent of bringing the football games over. Like they did like a, like a hard knocks for the premier league on Amazon and they followed Tottenham and they, they had the chairman like talking about getting in touch with Goodell and like selling him on this stadium and like bringing them in on stadium designs. So they would make sure and get all the revenue and all the money from the NFL games, which I mean, it's pretty fucking smart, but well, yeah. They need to focus on the team and not the stadium because they kind of suck. Yeah, we don't 
we don't want to put people to sleep with soccer talk, but yeah. Um, then we don't really have to spend too much time on this last segment. Um, I just wanted to throw it out there that NFL kickers, man, they fucking stink. They missed 25 missed kicks in week five, and that was the most since 1987. Yeah, they just, for whatever reason, they decided to move everything back. Um, yeah. Which it's dumb because a, f- a football game shouldn't be decided on a field goal kicker. No, like that's let's no. be honest. Like half the people think the field goal player, like field goal units, like kickers are not real football players. Why make their position even more important? Um, Jags are over over four on field goals this year. They haven't made, haven't one. made one yet. They haven't, haven't made, made a field yet. goal in like 390 something days or something like that. Yeah, I uh, forgot to mention that when we were talking. They are six or two losses away whatever. from the record. They've lost 20 straight games. They're going to win this week, though. They're playing two a turn to ball over. So, is he going to play? I think so. I hope so. I hope. Would you rather play Tua than Brissett? Yes. Really? Yeah. I really want Tua to play now and just fucking ball out. Like, Probably three will. touchdowns, three. Not very, not very like, difficult against this against this defense at the moment. That's not true. Very that's true. All right. Well, kickers suck. Fuck Rodrigo Blankenship. Fuck the Bengals kicker. Um, yeah, that's really all I have to say. Um, so we will go ahead and move into our power rankings. We're rotating each week. So today we're gonna do receivers. Um, and I believe Jake sent you his list. Um, so we will actually start with Jake's list, which I'm sure will be incredible. Uh, let me make sure he's watching the stream real fast. Yeah. If you want, I can go ahead. We'll make sure he's on. Yeah, I just texted him because I don't okay. know if he's on it or not. He has been commenting. His last yeah. comment was Tavon Austin with five catches. Yeah, that the is Jags true. don't really have any receivers at the moment. They need to trade for one well Um, i'll go ahead and go while we get jake um but i had we're doing top five so i had mike williams at five um incredible fantasy receiver he's been killing it i know herbert probably helps but he's definitely top five worthy which i would not have expected to be on this list um number four i had jamar chase uh him and butt row have have done a great job of connecting and after the rumors this offseason that he, like, couldn't catch the ball because it didn't have the stripes on it, like, I think he proved everybody wrong. Um, and then I had Justin Jefferson, three, um, Cooper Cup at two, and number one, I mean, you can say it's because of his quarterback, but Devontae Adams, I mean, he's, he's fucking insane. I think he had over 200 last week. Like, he's just you, – you can't guard him. He's insane. Yeah. Our list is pretty similar. Um yep. Actually, I think we have the exact same list, to be honest with you, just really? different order, order, I think yeah. so. Um, so my – I want to give one honorable mention to a receiver who hasn't played a whole lot, Kadarius Tony. I will Very say good last week. Urban Meyer wanted him on the Jags with their 25th or pick or whatever, and the mm. Giants took him before, and they took ETN. Kadarius Tony's good, dude. He's, like, that he's dude, quick. He's quick, and he's so – He's so strong with his runs. Like, he's just a angry runner. Like, he's going to run you over. He's going to blow past. Like, dude is going to – dude's hard to tackle. He's going to be a stud. They're finally using him. Wow, they only yeah. drafted in the first round. Like, I don't know what was going on, but – And it only Tony, took – Honorable mention. 
it only took their first two receivers getting out for them to actually yeah. utilize him well. He's, he's the best receiver on the team, best yep. hands on the team, catching, punching, whatever you want to say. Um, <laughs> number five, Justin Jefferson. Um, great in the NFL, made butt row look good in college. Uh, number four, Jamar Chase. Great in college, great in the NFL, made butt row look good in college. Um, number three, Cooper Cup. Uh, number two, Mike Williams. Um, Clemson grad. This is, of course, this is the year I draft. Uh, I've never had uh, Keenan Allen in any fantasy league before. I yeah. was like, this is, I'm finally going to get Keenan Allen in the league. Mike Williams ends up being Mike Williams. Receiver number Mike one. Williams is number one. Goes, yeah, that's crazy. By far. And then number one, Devontae Adams makes Aaron Rodgers look like a serviceable QB. A QB oh, come on. Isn't. Come so on. He is. Aaron Rodgers is not a serviceable quarterback. He's making Aaron Rodgers look oh, like, get the look, fuck finally out look here. like an MVP. Oh, so, my God. He won the MVP. Like you should have went to Devontae. It, it went, he's won it like three times and, or four times, maybe. <sighs> Dude. <laughs> All right. Jake got Jake. Me. Yeah, Jake sent me his list earlier. Um, yeah. <laughs> number five, he had Hunter Renfro. Okay, all right. Uh, number f- number four, Adam Thielen. All right, I'm sensing a trend uh, here. Uh, number three, Danny Amendola. <laughs> uh, uh, is he with the Lions now? Is that who he's with? <laughs> Danny Texans. Texans. Um, yeah, with the Texans, they wanted they <sighs> wanted to get younger, so they signed Danny. Amendola. So they signed Danny. <laughs> Yeah, um, former St. Louis Rams legend Danny Amendola. Number two, totally agree. Cooper Cup, great wide yeah, receiver. That's who I had it too. O- only has one thing in common with the rest. And then um, number one, it's it's clear in a way his best and favorite wide receiver. Really? So he o- Odell he, Beckham. He, he emphasized to you before show that yeah. Odell was far yeah. clear number one. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted. He said, "Get it out there." Odell Beckham is the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, the, he's the best wide receiver. They're in football. much better with Odell in the lineup, and that he's cute. Now, this is what <laughs> Jake is texting me. This isn't what necessarily my no, beliefs. Absolutely so, not. So, I mean, uh, Odell Beckham is his number one receiver. Quite so a list we have: season. all whites and Odell Beckham. I mean, bravo, bravo, bravo to Jake like Jackson for that list. <laughs> yeah, he's not doing <laughs> shit. I just, dude, I had to scratch and claw to trade him in a fantasy league. I got Allen Robinson for him, which I'm not really sure if that's a good trade. I just had to get him off of my roster. Yeah. Allen Robinson total. I was one of them last year. One of them this year didn't get him. Thank God. I didn't get him. I lucked out. Yeah, I mean, I knew I was going to have to trade OBJ pretty low. So uh, I was like, fuck it. Oh, well. Oh, well. So speaking of Jake, uh, we can go ahead and stick with his pick because I, if I believe correctly, he also sent you uh, his boom bust players for next week. Yeah. Um, and I was very intrigued because it didn't seem like Jake, you know, I feel like he had his quick change of heart. Yeah. Well, I think he's finally come to his senses. You know, he hasn't been of able course. to hear. So he's had to use his brain yeah. a little more. So, yeah. Um, his boom pick for fantasy football is uh, QB of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow. Trevor yeah, Lawrence um, against the says, Dolphins. He texted me. He said he's going to London. He's going oh. to play against Tua. Turn the ball over. He is going to run over the Miami Dolphins. He's going to assert his dominance as the best quarterback in Florida. Wow! While Tom Brady's in Florida, that's wow. what he said. He said he is coming for the throne, and the, the throne is basically his. He is. 
if Game of Thrones was a, a really good show, he's basically Jon Snow. He's not the one. And the uh, wheelchair, if I believe correctly, Jake also said he was going to be betting very heavily on the Jags money line this weekend yes. and the Jets. Um, and yeah. Very like, uh, like I said, he's been thinking a lot more since that. Yeah. That ear's been messed up. Oh, what about this pick? bust? Uh, his bust pick is uh, Mac Jones. Whack Jones. He says he's finally come around on Mac and OG's crap <laughs> Jones. Um, he realized that Mac Jones can't throw a football further than 10 yards um, yeah. without it being intercepted. He's officially out on Mac Jones. He's going to be his bust pick for the rest of the year because he says Mac Jones is – He's in once, once again. He's another bridge quarterback. He is yes. Can't can't win in the AFC with Mac and OGs as your quarterback. So. Wow, very mature um, of Jake to admit that he's wrong and and I and I agree. Swing it around. Very love that Jake. Yeah, and I'm sure I he'll agree. have nothing to say about it in the chat. That's awesome. All right. Well, I yeah exactly. Fuck him. So I will go ahead and go into my boom bust. Uh, I'm going to be 100% honest. I came up with these about 10 minutes before we we started recording. Um, but I went Jamar Chase as my boom uh, at Detroit with uh, Joe Burrow. I think that they have a great connection, and I just think he's, he's at, he has a touchdown in every game, correct? Yeah, he does. Yeah. He's like one of the first in the Super Bowl era as a yeah. rookie or whatever. So, whatever. I mean, it's I think he definitely – I think he keeps that going. I think Detroit's garbage, especially in the secondary. So I think he'll have a good game. And then my bust, I really wish Jake was on for this, but my my bust is actually Dak Prescott. Um, Dak Prescott, hell of a season. Um, I will say that I have come around on Dak a lot. I think he's been very good this year. Uh, but they are playing the New England Patriots defense in Foxborough. Uh, if I read correctly, they've only allowed like six passing touchdowns all season. Um, so, I mean, that offense of his is incredible, but I think that I think that Bill might come with something, some schemes or something up his yeah. sleeve. I'm thinking Diggs has maybe 12 interceptions off Mac Jones. Uh, come I think Sunday. it's possible. At least, at yeah, least one. At least one. Oh, he's definitely going to have at least one. But I'm saying 12. Doesn't he have like six in five games? Yeah, he's got That's more insane. than like half. The, uh, most teams. God, that's um, nuts. My boom is Damian Williams, the Chiefs running back, because anybody is better. He's, uh, I don't know, he's finally commenting. Anybody is better than Clyde <laughs> Head towards nowhere. <laughs> anybody is. Dak is a bust. So, yep. Uh, Damian Williams is my boom. Yep. My bust is Mark Andrews. Oh, once again, this is like the, the thing that I pay the absolute least amount of like attention to. Yeah. Uh, Mark Andrews is not going to do what he's projected to do because I'm assuming that they're playing a team that's not playing deep zone that has an actual starter in the secondary playing. I think um, they're playing the Chargers. Oh, they, that's who it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a hell of a game, but yeah, hell they're going to take, take away Mark Andrews. Make him throw to the hashes. Make him throw to the outside. Make him throw to the no, not hashes, but make him throw to the numbers outside <laughs> the numbers. Yeah, if you do that, that's how you succeed. Teams forget that. All right. Well, well, I'm glad we went with Jake's first because I think that his were incredible. I'm very glad that Jake's come around there. Um, so we will go ahead and wrap up with our gambling picks for next week. Um, 
We're going to have to go with Nick first because Nick has killed it through two weeks of picks. He is seven and one. His only loss was a push with the Packers at the Bengals last week. Um, hell of a that's run. Cause, that's because crossbar screwed me. Yep. Crossbar fucked you. I mean, what what was going on? Was it was the posts in like the wrong position on the field or something? Dude, it's like also nobody a, made a field goal. It's also or, a tough look to miss three field goals and then have like extremely gray, like fading hair when you take mm-hmm. your helmet off. Like it's just a tough look. Miss an extra point too. Yeah, that's tough. But uh, that being said, seven and one. So we're gonna give Nick the honors. Then we'll go Jake and then myself. So I think I'm, I'm sitting at eighty seven point five percent correct. Um, right I might now. start tailing you seriously. So my over is Vikings versus Panthers, okay. forty-six and a half. Okay. I think even though I'm not a Darnold guy, overrated, not a franchise QB, they're going to score more than forty-six points. I think you know combined. Uh, yeah. No, you're not, Jake. Jake says he's going to be in first soon. He's five hundred. Uh, no, he's uh, not. I, yeah. Uh, it's definitely not going to be me. Yeah, you're you're a little rough right now. Yeah, Vikings, we'll Panthers, forty six and a half under. Raiders first Broncos, forty four and a half. Um, Good pick. Derek Carr had his worst outing this year. Their head coach is gone. I'm assuming not a lot of practice has gone on this week because they're probably in sensitivity training class, or, <laughs> diversity know, of, and inclusive yeah, training. Yeah, a bunch of you know therapy. So forty four and a half. Teddy Bridgewater. Not good. Broncos overrated. Vic Fangio always wakes up on the wrong side of the bed. Everyone's going to be grumpy. It's going to be a low-scoring, boring-ass game. Yep. Underdog. Pow. Plus three and a half versus Jags, Miami. baby. Lawrence is so much better than Tua turned to ball over. It's not even close. Uh, please play Tua, please. Um, my favorite? Somewhat of a Super Bowl rematch. Not really at all, but somewhat. Bucks minus seven versus the Eagles. You remember what Tom Brady said last year? I cringe at the Eagles one. Yep. He's going to come out firing. He's going to fuck up the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, overrated as can be. The, the secondary sucks, but good thing passing isn't Jalen Hur- uh, Hurts' strength. They won't be able to run the football. That's the thing that people can't do against the Bucks. Yep. Yeah, Teddy's bad. Um, <laughs> Bucks minus seven versus the Eagles. I'm probably going to get four out of four right again. Yeah, be uh, what eleven to twelve on the yeah. year. Um, if you if you go at least two and two or three and one this week, like the week after, I'm legitimately going to tail every pick that you put on this podcast. I know I need to like do like the parlays that like I say on here because like yeah. I always do like some funky parlay where I bet on the mother effing Detroit Lions. Hashtag Detroit. Hashtag fuck Ohio. Yep. All right. So I'll go ahead and go with my picks um, for my over. I have the Cardinals at the Browns over 49. Um, I it was between that or Chargers Ravens over 51. I think both of those are honestly pretty solid plays. Um, but like we've said, I've gone uh, one and seven in my last two weeks. So maybe I'll be like book it with Trent. Maybe just fade me and you'll make a lot of money. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, those 
12.5%. Do you know how hard it is to go one and seven in picks? You know how hard that is? Jesus Christ. All right, so those two overs. But, I mean, if you think about those two games, there's no way they go under. Cardinals-Browns and Chargers-Ravens, how do those go under? I don't. Yeah. They will because I picked them, but they shouldn't. Um, so my under, I actually agreed with you, Nick. I went Raiders Broncos. Um, that seems like one of the games that like won't come up on red zone at all, and you would just completely forget that it was even on mm-hmm. um, because it's just going to suck. And I'd like to see the Raiders win, but a lot of shit going on in that facility. I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, my favorite and this – just completely contradicts my bust pick, but I went uh, Cowboys minus four at Whack Jones and the Patriots. Um, Cowboys offense is fucking incredible, and I would rather get my pick right than my bust pick. So don't really give a fuck. Absolutely. Uh, my Plus underdog. Yes, whack terrible. My underdog is Chargers plus three at the Ravens. Um, it's really hard to pick against Lamar after watching what they just did. Uh, but I mean, the Chargers are coming off a huge win beating the Browns. The Browns are pretty solid. So going Chargers, I'm going to ride with Justin Herbert. And hopefully, I, I, I'm just asking for two. If I can go two and two next week, I will throw a fucking parade. I would be ecstatic with a two and two record. Jake said Raiders ain't winning shit. Yeah, probably not. But there, as long as they go under, I don't give a fuck. Um, and Jake, Jake loves Teddy, so of course he's going to say that. But uh, so I actually have Jake's picks as well. Um, Jake went over fifty-one and a half Chargers Ravens. He smart. had smart. He had under Bengals Lions, which I think is also pretty smart. Yeah, but Jake. sucks. But row in the lines. I'd love to see the lines win a game, dude. Dan oh, Campbell that, crying that's in the that game press conference. Win. Mich- that, Michigan owns Ohio. That like I know people might give him shit for that, but I feel like that I was the opposite. I was like, dude, that guy just he cares a lot, dude. He needs a win so bad. I haven't seen anybody shit on him. I think he that's like good. everyone's like, yeah, that's that's passion. That's what you want to see. Yeah, you dude, want to see a coach who cares. He gives a fuck. Yeah, and those players know that they'll. They'll play for him, whatever. Uh, so Jake also had Bucks minus seven for his favorite. And then his underdog, he had Seahawks plus four and a half. I think his his exact words were that he was disgusted with Vegas for disrespecting Geno Smith, uh, giving them four and a half on the road to the corpse of Big Ben and the Steelers with no juju. Yeah, uh, be honest. I I really want to watch that game because of how potentially bad it's going to be. So, dude, Gino didn't look bad. I know Jake's not on here to defend him, but Gino didn't look bad. Hey, but the thing is, guess who the Seahawks just cut or released? Trey Flowers. Why? So I don't know. Their I defense was already so so dude, bad. I, that's the thing. Does any like? Why do people care about the Seahawks so much? Like I know Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson there, but like that's it. they just they've just never been like an interesting team. And DK. DK and Tyler yeah. Lockett are good. They're both really yeah. good. I'm just but I'm just still though. It's like I get Russell Wilson's really good, but like man, they just like they aren't entertaining to me. Um, it's it's one of those things too where like obviously the Legion of Boom was so so long ago. Literally basically Eight years ago. Yeah, I don't think there's any players left from that on the defense, but anytime Bobby Wagner, I think. Yeah. Anytime I think of the Seahawks, I think, oh, their defense. Like 
I think of that more than I think of them struggling recently where I'm like, oh, that defense will probably hold up for a little bit. Like, I don't know. It's just that Legion of Boom era is like burned into my memory where I expect their their defense to be good and they're just terrible. terrible. Yeah, they're them. Shocker, Jacksonville, and Kansas City have like the three worst defenses in the NFL. Is uh is Kansas City still in last place? Yeah, because the Raiders are three and two, Chargers yeah. are four and one, Broncos are, are three and two, Chiefs are two dude, and three. I love it. I fucking love it. I fuck if you're a Chiefs fan and you're listening, go fuck yourself. Garrett Tamir, I don't think he's listening, but like he's been a Chiefs fan his whole Garrett, life. Garrett Tamir and Andrew Willis are the only two rational Chiefs fans that I know. Only ones. So you, you guys are biased because there's two kids that you know that are like extremely annoying about the Chiefs, and that's why you hate them. But like nobody else sees their stuff about them. So, dude, there's another reason that I hate the Chiefs, and this can be like mansplaining or whatever the fuck you want to say it is. I don't care. But Going to school in Springfield and like hearing all of the fucking like sorority girls and like people that I know don't watch any other football than the Chiefs say like, oh, my God, I love the Chiefs and Patty and Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. And like, that's all that they know. And I'm like, yeah, like, I don't want to be that guy who's like, oh, like name Name three Chiefs besides those guys are like who who played quarterback before Patrick Mahomes, but like they don't fucking know. Like, yeah, they don't know. And I don't I don't want to be that guy that's like shitty about women wanting to learn football. I think it's awesome. It's just like, dude, you did not watch this team. You don't you didn't watch fucking Alex Smith at quarterback or whoever was before them. Like, you don't you didn't give a shit about this team until they were good in like 2018. That's what pisses me off. And that's yeah, why I, I mean, hate them because I'm around it all the time. Any fucking bar that I go to, any like sports bar, like it's everywhere, dude. It's awful. Just trying to get dick down some cheese gear, man. I fucking I hate them. I just hate them. Plus, I hated them when the Rams were in town. I mean, I was a huge Rams fan, so they were rivals. I was like, I just hate them. I don't know. See, that's where you and Jake differ because Jake still likes the Rams. You don't, so. Yeah, Jake. Jake is a huge. Apparently, he's a huge Trevor Lawrence guy. Huge Trevor guy. Huge he Rams hates, fan. Hates Mac Jones. He's finally come around. He's loves, seen the light. Loves the L.A. Rams. I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah. We were just shit talking him like two weeks ago. I know it's weird. It's funny. It's funny how that happens. All right, what else well, do we uh, got? I I think that's about it, dude. Prayers, T's and P's to Jake with his uh, fluid in his ear. I mean. I don't know how he's gonna battle back. Is this is this the right order? Is this the right order? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Does it sound bad that the only time I would I would do that and point at the sky was like when Albert Pujols would hit home runs? Oh yeah. When he would get to the plate and he'd do the. That was like whatever. That was the most religious I ever was as a child. I just love seeing Albert. Fucking smack one into Big Mac land and do the and praise Jesus. What's he yeah, talking I mean, about? They have infiltrated the show. What what is what's he saying? I have no idea. I'm not gonna lie, I haven't really looked at the chat, so I don't know if anybody else is talking. He's literally what. the only person talking. 
that's weird though because i feel like last week we had like multiple people yeah last last week when everyone was talking couldn't see a single thing yeah. they were and saying then we now were like yeah we're gonna answer big. questions and be in the chat and there's nobody else there. <laughs> maybe it's a tuesday programming <sighs> yeah it's true we're not on our regular schedule but yeah man i don't i don't think i have anything else i'm just hoping to actually make some money and bets i still don't know if i'm gonna place anything like i usually play at least two or three of my picks on here and then just like anything else on the board that i like but i don't i don't know if i have it in me next week i might take one off we'll see (laughs) it was tough dude it was really tough I'm just on Twitter, just like think, looking at stuff, seeing what to talk about. And some dude tweeted, I'm so sick of this shit. And Colin Cowherd, I have no idea who this dude is, just responded to him and said, cocktail time. Just like on his like work Twitter. What? Like, like, what? Was- dude, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've shit talked a lot of Colin Cowherd, but I recently followed him on Twitter and he is a great Twitter follow. Well, I think it's about the Dodgers. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Cowherd's great. Aren't they? Aren't they out? Know, or they're about to be? The Cardinals obviously lost because we were talking about that last week. Yeah. I just does anybody I don't care about baseball now. Dude, as long sitting as the in Astros that, don't sitting win. in the Farmington Buffalo Wild Wings for four and a half, five hours watching that game. If just for them to get shit on in the last half inning was just awful. Yeah, I mean you knew Nick, it was coming literally. All <laughs> Nick was had coming. approximately eight diet dues while sitting there <laughs> you said you got to cut me off man you got to cut me off from the diet dude i mean what else was i supposed to do though i mean it was literally a one-to-one ball game like the whole time yeah that's why i hate that's football that's why i shit on baseball bro this one like hey you know what we didn't mention blake bortles working out with the jacks or the seahawks he's on the seahawks i'm pretty sure oh did they sign him yeah no way, dude. That's awesome. I just saw that he was getting a workout. I didn't know they signed him. I think they did. Maybe they haven't yet. If they do, we might need to get some Blake Bortles jerseys. I would I would pay money for a Jags Blake Bortles jersey. I think I might he do He ain't Justin Fields in the shower, in the weight room, <laughs> or on the field. Colin Cowell heard about Andy that's Dalton. A, that's a real – that's a real – I remember – that was like the first – episode of the herd that i watched because like i would be doing internship stuff or homework and i would just turn on skip and shannon and then he would come on and i would just leave it and i was literally like typing on my laptop and i was literally i literally stopped like i was typing stopped and like looked up to hear what he was talking about and i was like what the fuck did he just say dude today he said that he would trade seven first round picks for russell wilson seven like as good as russell wilson is like That'd be like what three, four, five years of picks? Like, well, seven, it'd be seven technically years of picks, unless if you, you had someone from some somebody extras. else. Yeah, yeah, but seven first round picks. Dude, imagine like, not having a first rounder for seven years. Well, that's like always been the thing with him. It's like Joy Taylor, what a rocket! Uh, rocket, dude. He just like just, he's in like the sad boy hours where he's just like saying random stuff now. Uh, <laughs> Jake. Yeah. But like he, he cowards like and Nick Ryder have are like on this big thing where it's like a quarterback of Russell Wilson's caliber meet like is worth like seven to eight years of not getting a first round pick, which I mean I guess, but like he at is, the same time, if seven, you can, seven is so much. If That's you like, could commit to him staying 
for that long. And I mean, I guess if you already had some pieces around him, but like, I know obviously you can find great players in like the later rounds of the draft, but like you would have no first round talent to pick with him for like half a century or longer, like, or half a decade or longer, not a century, Jesus Christ. But like, dude, that's just, that's nuts. That's a, I don't know how, I don't know how I like that take. That's pretty, that might be a bad take. Here's another thing. Um, I'm just making stuff up now. I mean, yeah. I've always felt, I've felt like this. Deshaun Watson, greater than signed Russell Wilson. Um, last year, if you compare oh, no. their, if you compare their rosters, though, Deshaun Watson had a bet, not obviously not record wise, but yeah, stat wise, had a better year than Russell Wilson, despite having essentially no wide receiving core, no run game, no defense, and no offensive line. That's- and a coach who got fired, a literal pastor priest as Runs your team. Like, is your yeah the operator yeah. of the team like and then you got Russell Wilson who complains about having DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and Chris Carson that's another thing dude that I feel like we haven't talked about since we started recording but like the the whole Deshaun Watson situation like what what are what's going on with that I know I'd it's be been a while like- since they've said anything but like he can't get traded until that stuff gets cleared if it does at all like He's just gonna be on a roster, but not active. Like I don't, I don't get it. Um, I mean, I get it, but like, I don't know. It's just a weird situation. The Panthers are gonna trade for Deshaun Watson because I think they they realize that Sam Darnold sucks. I I think that this could be completely wrong, but I feel like I saw this or heard this on like social media, which. That's the source than it probably is. But I remember, like, back before the season started or maybe, like, right when it started, there was talks of the Dolphins trading for him. And if I remember correctly, they said or reported that there were clauses in the trade that if he, like, went to jail or got convicted, then the Dolphins would, like, get their picks back. Yeah. And I feel like that's uh... I feel like that's fair. I don't know too much about like the rules, I guess, of trading um, when it comes to that sort of stuff. But the Dolphins are hyper aggressive. Um, they have a a very good roster, although they they suck this year. Like they're not I don't, good. Their defense is terrible, and they've been so good recently. He he keeps saying stupid shit, like, and it's driving me nuts. What he's he say? He's saying Tarod Taylor greater than Deshaun Watson. And then he just said Darnold greater than Watson. You're racist. You are racist for saying that. Neither of those are remotely true. Yeah. Uh, Deshaun Watson was the fourth, like, or third, maybe highest rated QB by pro football focus last year, despite once again, not having a coach, having a guy who is a legitimate, like motivational speaker, pastor, be like the owner of the operator. He has the, he has the power of God behind him. Yeah. Um, Apparently not off the field, but no, not off. <laughs> but yeah, the Panthers are going to trade because their owner is very impatient. He's also the second richest owner in the NFL. He realizes that they have a good roster. Win now, win now, win now. I don't think they're a Super Bowl roster, but I think did, they have a very good roster. Did Stefan Gilmore play last week? I have no idea because I didn't watch that game because I would have been pissed because I picked the Panthers to win. But yep. Sammy overrated Southern Cal Darnold. Fuck him. Sucks. Fuck Awful. him. Panthers awful. minus three. Go fuck yourselves. Yep. 
And uh, the Dolphins, once again, they have a great roster, aggressive. It's Need a quarterback. literally you can be blind and realize that Tua turned the ball over is not a, a good former pro bowler, is not a good quarterback. He keeps just talking about Tyrod because it's Tyrod <laughs> now. It's not Tyrod. That's yeah. They came out and said to just call him Tyrod. But yeah, Tua, Tua turned the ball over. Sucks. Yeah, man. I don't know. I'm. I mean, I'm just glad we're in, we're full full swing football season. We got Blues hockey coming back. Baseball's about to be over. Soccer's going on. <laughs> I like just how that's like it. your your. Oh, baseball's about baseball's to be over. about to be over. You don't have to fucking hear about it. Premier League's going. World Cup qualifying. Hockey, golf. It's just dude. Love it's, it. Kind of like there's so much football left, but at the same time, yeah. like, dude, we're already at week six. Dude, I, I had a realization last week. I was like, it sounds really stupid, but it was week five. And I was like, we've already watched five weeks of football. Like, it just doesn't. Sad. It goes by so quick. And then you get to like week 12 or 13 and you're like, fuck, like, we don't have that much time left. I mean, I mean I'm definitely season, ready for but- it. Like, I'm ready for November. Yes. November football, November, December football is October is good too, but November, October December and November weather as well yeah. is something I'm oh, very yeah. much looking yeah. forward to. But dude, I'm, I'm, it's like, I'm ready for Christmas music, Christmas decorations and watching football on like Sunday night, like yep. cold weather. Love it. Christmas hot, stuff. Like, hot cocoa. Mm-hmm. It's, I feel like it's, it's is, is Chelsea going to get you guys like matching, matching like Christmas PJs. I think that's something she would do. She'll probably get like 85 Christmas pillows because, yeah. you know, women, they have to and get, get I, pillows. I saw the fall season. decorations, and I can only imagine what she's going to pull out for Christmas decorations. Oh, she's a massive Christmas person, like huge. Oh, I, I would assume so. You guys got to get when moose. both our birthdays are. You guys got to get moose like oh, a Christmas she, sweater. She got him a Christmas vest today. It came it. in the mail. Love it's it. All, it's, she got him a medium, and it's already like it fits him perfectly. So it's gonna be too small. It's gonna be way too small. But yeah, yeah, the dude, the dude is wearing like a a Christmas puffer vest around the house today, and he hates it. He hates it. Speaking so. of costumes and shit, I gotta get myself my tracksuit. I gotta wear my tracksuit for Halloween, Notre Dame. Cr- Christmas music. What the fuck is wrong with you? That's what Jake said. Well. You literally got an ear infection from listening to shitty music. He won't be able to hear it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So, dude, I like Christmas music, but working at like restaurants during Christmas, it's it's put a very negative tone on it for me because you just hear the same four or five songs every single day. That's understandable. Awful. Anything else post show? We got anything else we want to talk about? Let's. Go Jags. Go I might I might throw a little bit of money on the Jags next week. Plus three and a half. All they gotta do is win by yeah. lose by field goal. It's possible. All right. Well, like we said, thoughts and prayers. Everybody keep Jake Jackson in your prayers. I don't he might not be able to return to work if he doesn't if he <laughs> should we have a moment of silence for Jake's ear to end the show? Absolutely. All right. We'll go moment of silence and then we'll log off. Ow, Kobe, you fucker. All right. End of moment of silence. You fat fuck. Get out of here. All right. Episode three. Wrapping up. 
If anyone's actually listening now, I doubt they are. Thank you. We will have it out soon. Clips on all socials, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, whole nine yards. And uh, we will see you guys next week.